I'm living in the light now. I'm living in the light now. That's got a hook to it. If you don't know it, you better get to know it. I'm living in the light now. Who's out of the grave? Who's living out of the grave now? <laughs> I think there's only two of us living out of the grave, so I got a lot of work to do today, huh? Let's pray. Magnificent Father, God of all creation, the light of the world, the hope, our stability, our redeemer, our sanctifier, <laughs> the one who's pulled us out of darkness and brought us into the marvelous light. We've come this morning, Abba, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, my request unto you is that you would speak for your servants are listening. Because God, if we don't get a word from you, we will be living in darkness and in bondage. Abba, we have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Come on, everyone here, say, oh God, speak. Come on, one more time. Oh, God, speak to me. Lord, give me a word today. Come on. I pray this by the authority that is in the name of the Son of Man, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the ruler of the ages, the Supreme One, the one who is and was and evermore shall be. His name is Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Amen. Well, I bring you greetings from New Life Community Church, East Humboldt Park. Yeah. Yeah. East Humboldt Park. You would be absolutely, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say, you, you will be rejoicing with me every single week. We're seeing people come, people from the community. People are walking to church. They ain't driving to church. We are a community church, New Life Community Church. Come on, let's give the Lord an applaud of praise for the great work that he is doing. Man, amen. So we are part of a work, a movement of God. I hope you realize that. You and I are part of a movement. God is moving. Why? Because Jesus is coming. And God is not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. We are a family of love. We are cooperating with God and making fully devoted, fruitful followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we be about. Are you guys with me? Amen. That's who we are. That's why we're doing this series on the Ten Commandments. Now, I was given the, the privilege and the honor to kind of just offshoot just a little bit. I'm still tying into the Ten Commandments, but I felt inclined as I was studying to preach this word to you today. Are you ready to receive? Come on, we're just, we're family. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk. Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 22. Mark Chapter 10, that's the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's my favorite translation. And it goes something like this. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man, a what? A man came running up to him. A man came running 
unto him. He knelt down and then he asked this question. He says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked the brother. Okay, that's the urban translation, the brother. That's the brother who's not in there. Okay. Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. And, and, and you must honor your father and your mother. Teacher, the man replied. <laughs> when I read this and studied this, I'm, I'm thinking, man, the brother was lying. You know, I, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. I've obeyed all these commandments since I was a shorty, as we say in the hood, since I was a kid. Verse 21 is what grabbed me. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. In the, New, in the New Living Translation, it really opens up the idea in Greek. It's so beautiful. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. And then Jesus drops this bomb. There's still one thing you haven't done. Another translation says you lack one thing. He told him, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. <laughs> then, everyone say then. Then, then, that's a big word, then, <laughs> come, follow me. Verse 22 is absolutely dumbfounding. At this, the man's face fell. At this, the man's face fell. And he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Today, I want to take some time to talk to you that Jesus is better than you think. Jesus is better than you think. My first point or the first idea, the first thought that I want to share with you is that Jesus is the good teacher. That's very important that we understand this. And let's get into a little bit of background, if we may. This man, uh, Luke, Matthew, and the others, they gave a few other descriptions of this young man. He was actually a rich, young, religious, Pharisaic leader. He was a community leader, religious he had all the dogma down. He knew about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He knew about Psalms, Proverbs. He had studied the prophets. This guy wasn't some ignorant fool off the hood. No, 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 no. He was a rich, young ruler. He was an influential man. He was morally spiritual. He's morally right. He was, he was a good old boy. You know what I'm saying? He was straight based upon the uh, 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 face value, if I may say that. This brother, if you study who he is, he was a hard-working, ethical man. Brother worked hard. He was a businessman. 
But then one day he heard about Jesus. Jesus' reputation had been growing. He heard about Jesus. And then somehow, some way, he knew Jesus was coming down the road and, and, and he saw Jesus. The Bible says that he ran. He didn't casually sashay to Jesus. The brother ran. He ran to Jesus and then he knelt down. What was he saying without even speaking? He ran to the teacher, the good teacher. He knelt down and he laid his request. Good teacher. Now the brother had already said something by kneeling down. He showed Jesus honor and respect. And then on top of that, he called Jesus good. Listen, if you know anything about Hebrews, Hebrews, all Hebrews never called rabbis good. Just don't do that. Why? Because there's only one good. But this guy, this guy knelt before Jesus and then he laid his request. He says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit? Hmm. And then Jesus looks at the brother. By then I imagine the brother standing and Jesus is face to face with the guy. And then Jesus says, well, uh, uh, uh. Why are, you call, why are you calling me good? Why are you calling me good? Why would you, a rich young ruler, you got it all going on. Why are you calling me, me, good? Because there's only one that's good and that's God. In other words, Jesus is saying, are you saying that I am that I am? Are you saying that I am God? Are you, are you insinuating? Are you actually saying while you knelt down on one knee or both knees and then you spoke to me and you said, good teacher, are you saying that I am God? In other words, Jesus is saying, all right, you're, 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 you're headed in the right direction. You started out right. You came running to me. That's a good sign. You knelt down before me. That's another good sign. And then out of your mouth, you said, you called me good. And then on top of that, you said, I'm a teacher. In other words, my responsibility as the Messiah is to show you the kingdom of God. I am the teacher. In fact, I am the teacher of teachers. Brother, do you know what you're talking about? Brother, do you know what you're saying? Hey, family, can, 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 can I just be honest with you for a moment, please? When you approach Jesus in prayer, do you know who you're approaching? Do you know who he is? Do you know his name? In fact, Jesus has well over 360-something names in scriptures. He is and was and evermore shall be. Do you know who you're talking to? And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, how long you, you, you've been going to church, how long you've been a volunteer, how long you've done this or that, how many times you've read the Bible. It doesn't matter because this guy knew the scriptures, but yet he was still ignorant of the one whom he was talking to. Do you know who you're talking to? You don't have to say amen. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. Jesus, in his most beautiful way, he, he let the guy in on a secret. I, I wonder, I wonder how close 
to this guy's face, Jesus God. I wonder if he, you know, if he just kind of got close to his face. He says, do, do you know? Do you know who you're talking to? Do, do you, why are you calling? I wonder how close he got. Because you know what I believe? That whenever you do your devos, whenever you spend time, uh, personal time with Jesus face to face, you know what I believe? I believe he gets real close to your nose. He's like really close. Jesus wants to get up all in your business. Jesus wants to get up all, all in your face. You, you, ever, you ever get close to somebody and you know we all have a social there's like a gauge, you know what I'm saying? Oh, how are you? You know, when you go to have hugs, some of us do like this. Hey, what's going on, you know? Hey, Dios te bendiga, come for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, someone gets like really close to your face. You're like, Dios te bendiga. Don't get close to my face. Jesus says, no, 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 I'm going to get up in your face. Why do you call me good? Why do you call me good? And that just like, this is rubbing in my spirit. Why do you call me good? Do you know even what the word good means? See, there can only be one that is good. All people are not good. Come on, look at someone and say, you are not good. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, isn't it? But that's the truth. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Only Jesus is good. Jesus is good. Come on, someone say, someone say, Jesus is good. You know why Jesus is good? Because Jesus left heaven. Jesus left heaven and came to earth, born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus is good because he's the spotless Lamb of God. Jesus is good because he never sinned. In fact, Jesus became sin for us. Jesus is good because he's our eternal high priest and forever intercedes on your behalf. Jesus is good because God, uh, God talks to him face to face and your name is on his lips all the time. Jesus is good because he's the word of God in the flesh. Jesus is good because he died on a cross and he rose from the dead. Jesus is good because he rose from the dead. Jesus is good because he's the light of the world. Jesus is good because he's God personified on the earth and he is inherently good. Jesus is good. John chapter 6 verse 38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. That's why he is good. He's not out to do his own thing. He's here to do God's thing. And God's thing is he wants you. 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 Oh, he wants you. And he wants you. Way back. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Hi. Come on then. Come on us. He wants you. Jesus is good. All the time. Mm-hmm. He's good. What a moment that must have been for the rich young ruler. Talking with the son of man. Why, why are you calling me good? Only God is good. You know what's so funny is that this completely missed the guy. Completely missed him. He, he didn't catch it. Because then he, <laughs> my second idea, the second thought is, uh, Jesus sees and feels genuine love for the brother. Verbally, he got it right. Verbally, he said the right things. 
Physically, he did the right things. He ran, he knelt, he spoke. He got that down right. That's good. <laughs> But look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. Verse 17, be good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why, why, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, so Jesus takes the, the conversation a little further. Now Jesus is getting up under the hood and checking out what's really going on in the heart. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he says, I've obeyed all these commands since I was a kid. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There's still one thing you haven't done. Hmm. This guy started out right. Like many of us, we start right. Then Jesus asked him a question that messed his whole thing up. He just messed the whole thing up. I wonder, I wonder if this guy rehearsed the conversation. I'm, I'm by chance, you know, he's sitting there, he's checking his watch, he's checking his email, looking at his Facebook page, you know, while Jesus is coming. Then he sees Jesus, he gets up, oh, boom, here it is, and he runs. And he's, 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 he's rehearsed the whole conversation, he kneels down to give Jesus respect. And then Jesus messed up the whole conversation by getting to the point of the matter, his heart. Did you also notice something? Did you notice when Jesus rattled off the Ten Commandments, he didn't say the first four? Jesus only rattled off the last six. Why? Because the first four has everything to do with God. The last six has everything to do with mankind. So see, the guy was religious. He had the religion thing down. The point is, his relationship was jacked. His relationship wasn't healthy with God. Listen, brothers and sisters, you can have a, a good religious relationship with God in your perspective. In other words, your faithful attendance, your giving, your involvement, your, your religious duties during the week. You know, you try to watch the right movies. Don't listen to the bad mu music. Only listen to Christian music. You know what I'm talking about. Dress right, look like, say all the praise, the Lord's hallelujahs, and still miss God by a mile. I'm just talking. Because that's what this brother, he's a good businessman. He was a Pharisee. He had all the stuff down, and he was missing God completely. He was talking to the Son of Man. He was talking to the Savior, and all he wanted to do was work to get into heaven. What must I do? What do I have to do, do, do to inherit? You know what inheritance means? Something that's set on the side for you based upon if, if you follow all the qualifications. So the guy wants to know, listen, what do I have to qualify? How can I qualify to get what's rightfully mine? Because see, at the end of the day, that's all I care about. I just want what's mine for eternity. As long as I go to heaven, I'm all good. And Jesus is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, muchacho, no, no, no. What must I do? See, his question showed that he thought eternal life was something to be achieved by doing the right things. By doing, doing work. And now work is important. See, we can't miss that. 
But see, we, when, we get, when we are born again into the family of God whom God adopts, we work from our salvation. We work because we are loved. We don't work to be loved. <laughs> this guy thought, I can earn it like I earned everything else. But this brother didn't understand that he was standing in front of the light of the world. This brother was standing in front of the God who created everything. This guy is standing before, before the one who's allowing him to even breathe. And he's missing it. <laughs> so Jesus rattles off the commandments, trying to help him understand, bro, I see you, man. I'm looking right at you. I've surpassed your face, and I'm digging into your heart. I know you, and you're missing it. I know you. I know everything about you. I watch you when you're sleeping. I know what you look like when you get out of bed. I know I watch you when you're driving your car. Someone say, oh, God, help me. I'm sitting right there with you when you're watching your Netflix. I'm in the car with you when you're listening to your tunes. I watch you the way you treat your wife and the way you treat your husband. I watch you when you discipline your kids. I see when you're spending your money. I follow you. I know everything about you. I know your intentions. I know what you fear. I know what frustrates you. I know all about your weaknesses. I see. You. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Jesus felt. Jesus saw the man and he felt. Jesus looked at him and he felt. When Jesus looks at you, he feels something, something magnificent, something incomprehensible. Jesus looks at you and he feels this love that's immeasurable according to the book of Ephesians. You can't even measure God's love for you. When Jesus looks for you, he feels something that wants to kind of grab you and hold you tightly to himself because you're created in his image and his likeness. He sees you and he feels genuine love for you. You may be miles apart, he's coming after you. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save them that were lost. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. When Jesus sees you, he wants you. When Jesus sees you, he wants to be intimate with you. When Jesus sees you, he wants to call you by your name, not your ATM number. Jesus looked at him and felt genuine love for him because he was missing it. I propose that Jesus, <laughs> Jesus was looking at his heart. Jesus sees your heart. Don't try to hide it from him. You can't. Come on, look at me. He knows. He knows. Everyone else doesn't know. He knows. 
You can hide all your issues from everybody, but you can't hide them from him. He knows. He knows what you're afraid of. He knows all about your weaknesses. He knows. He knows all about your secret sins. He knows. He knows. And you know what else he knows? He knows that he's, like for this guy, he's going to die for him. He knows <laughs> that when he looked at him, he said, son, in just a little while, all that sin that's in your heart, I'm taking it. I'm going to take ownership of it. All that sin in your life, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make it mine so that all my righteousness is yours. It's yours for the asking. Because I'm the righteousness of God and I want to become your righteousness so that you can be intimate with God the way I'm intimate with God. I know you and I feel genuine love for you. But will you take me? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10 says, But I, the Lord, search all hearts and I examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. That's why he knows. God is not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come into repentance. God knows, he sees, so therefore, God feels genuine love. He feels genuine love. But the guy said, Jesus, Jesus, teacher, I've obeyed all the laws. In other words, man, I've been, I've been crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I've been crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I've been doing everything, the path, what the pastor says based upon what I want. <laughs> I'll do my part, so Lord, you need to do your part. I'll follow the rules as long as you let me in. You got to let me in. But Jesus is like, dude, you ain't getting it, man. You ain't getting it. So the third thought is Jesus offers the best portion. Because you ain't getting it, I'm going to give you an offer of a lifetime. Jesus told him, all right, since you've, you're a nice guy, you've been good to your parents, you're a community leader, in spite of all the poor people around you, you got it going on. You're rich. You're respected in the community. Fine, 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 fine. Now you, so you want heaven, right? Is that what you're telling me, bro? And guy's like, yeah, yeah. What do I got to do? Fine. Go and sell all your possessions and give all your money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. That's an open door right there. Then. Then. Everyone say then. Then. Sell all your stuff, sell it, give the money to the poor, then come follow me. Then, the word follow me is to mimic and do likewise. Then, come and be like me. Then, 
walk alongside of me, then follow me, then talk like me, then act like me, then give like me, then die in me, then follow me. <laughs> the brother knew exactly what Jesus was saying. <laughs> and then the Bible says, when, 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 when it dawned on him what Jesus was asking him to do, the Bible says his face fell and he went away sad. See, Jesus, Jesus gave him clear instructions. Go, go and sell. Now, don't give the stuff away. No, 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 no. Sell it. Put it on eBay. Put it on Facebook Market, you know. Go ahead, sell it. Put top dollar on it. And then take the money and then take the money and then give the money to the people who don't have. In other words, raise the quality of other people's lives that are living around you. See, because if you're going to live like me, then you got to sacrifice like me. For anyone, Paul says, for I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. For the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of Man who loves me and gave himself for me. See, if you're going to follow me, give it all away. Sell it. See, because young, rich young ruler, you miss commandment one, two, three, and four. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You're missing it. See, you can't love the stuff and love me at the same time. When you marry me, you get all of me. You can't marry me and sleep with someone at the same time. Man, it's quiet in here. Sell the stuff. Give the money away, and you'll have treasure in heaven. See, we can't misinterpret that. See, the treasure in heaven is Jesus. He's our treasure. We got to understand something about heaven. Heaven is not necessarily just a place. See, heaven is a person. You know, when I go, when I go to my son's house, usually on Sunday afternoons, you know, when we go to my, 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 my son Aaron's house, and he has a nice little house in, in, in over by Steinmetz and stuff, and, and when we go, we go, to, we go to his house. We don't just go to his house. See, we're going to Aaron and Susanna's house. See, the house has a name because the house has a face. The house has a person. I'm not just going to the house. I'm going to the people. I'm going to spend time with the people. You see, it's the people that make the place. God makes heaven. Without, without God, there is no heaven. So ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me help you understand. When you receive Jesus as your servant, I mean, as, your, as your savior and Lord, yeah, you're going to heaven, but you're going to be with God. You're going in his presence. See, you're going to worship him. You're going to bless him. You're going to give him the accolades that is due his name. Listen, and, 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 and oh, 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 I'm getting so excited here because it's not just, it's, it's, it's not just the place. It's, it's the king of kings. It's, it's the ruler of the ages. He's the supreme ruler over all things. We're going to be with God. God, God, Yahweh, we're going to be with Elohim. We're going to be with the Lord of all creation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you feel me? What must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Sell the stuff, give the money to the poor, then come follow me. Get rid of all those false pleasures. Get rid of all the phony stuff. Get rid of the stuff that, listen, if you need a car to be someone special, you're missing it. If you need a big house to feel like you're someone special, you're missing it. If you got the big house, praise God. But if you don't have it, praise God anyways. 
If I got it, great. If I don't, great, because I have Jesus. All we need is Jesus. See, God paid a big price for you. 1 Corinthians 7, 23. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God paid a big price for you. So therefore, God is just, listen, God is testing this guy. God is, God is helping the guy understand, man, I, I've, I've taken all my stuff and I've made it my God. But see, I want God and my stuff at the same time. And Jesus is helping the guy say, no, you can't have me and the stuff at the same time. Get rid of it. It's, it's empty. Get rid of it. It's useless. Get rid of it. It's going to pass away. But me, I'm eternal. Me, I'm forever me, I'm a sure foundation. Sell it, give the money to the poor, then come follow me. If this guy knew Jesus, he would understand this was the deal of a lifetime. I'd rather Jesus than anything in the world. See, in my younger years, I didn't, I didn't, man, I'm ashamed to say I, I was a horribly materialistic. Man, I, I got... I had the muscle cars, I had a Chevelle 70, 1970 Chevelle SS 350s. I mean, I had the motorcycles, I, I had, you know, I bought the drum sets, I had, you know, I had the bikes, I've, I've had all the stuff, I had the house, and <laughs> interesting because for a number of years, all these things that I worked to attain, these things got stolen. My car got stolen. My motorcycle got stolen. My fancy bike got stolen. I mean, my drum set got stolen. All the stuff got stolen until one day it dawned on me, hmm, okay, God, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I put stuff in front of you. I really believe that if I had the stuff, then I would be cool. If I had the cool car, I also had a, a 1972 candy apple red Chevy Nova. Straight in line six, three speed, beautiful car. Corvette rallies. Had a thumping, thumping sound system. See, you can't have a car and not have a car that goes. <laughs> you know, you gotta, it's got to be thumping. Six by nines in the back, four inch cones in the front. Car was thumping. I waxed it and washed it every single Saturday until one day the car was stolen. I cried like a baby, literally. Boo-hooed. Dawned on me, man. I have the fullness of Jesus and the fullness of a cool car because I want people to look at me and say, wow, that guy is cool. When people should be saying, wow, that guy is conformed to the image of Jesus. Jesus is like, get rid of the stuff and come be conformed to my image and likeness on the earth. When the guy was confronted with this very thought, the Bible says that his face fell, his countenance Fell. Now, you got to understand that the face represents the heart. The heart was crushed because the heart thought, I can have this God and that God simultaneously and we can get along. Jesus is like, no. You shall have no other gods before me. And you shall take time to bow before me 
with no distractions because I just want to be with you, not with you and your stuff. You see, in Mark chapter 10, verse 15, the passage of Scripture just before this, Jesus tells the people around him, he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter into it. You know what's interesting about kids? Kids don't own anything. They think they own it, but they don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. All, this, all the while to my kids got, you know, they started jet working and getting their own stuff. It's like I, I didn't own anything in the house. They got, they, got, they got access to everything that was my stuff. Hey, hey, that's my stuff. Hey, Dad, can I use it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dad, can I take it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Dad, can I take the car? Oh, uh, hmm. Do uh, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my wife and I, we were the suppliers of all of their needs, according to our riches in the crib, in the house. That's what's happening here. Jesus is like, I want you to come to me, and I'll take care of you. You need clothes? I got you. You need shoes? I got you. You need gas in the car? I got you. You need a job? I got you. You need love? I got you. You need peace? Don't sweat it. You need a hug? Come over here. You need attention? You got it all. You need compassion? I'm here. You need word? I'll talk to you all day. But the Bible says his face fell his countenance fell. And this, is, this, is, this, was, this was his response. He's at Jesus. He falls. He turns. And he walks. You know what he did? He would rather, he would rather the law, the possessions, and the doubt Versus Jesus. He would rather the law, the possessions, and the doubt than Jesus. What do you want? I don't know who I'm talking to today, whether you're on live or online. What do you want? Yeah, we're going through this series on the Ten Commandments. Listen, listen, listen. It's not about following the commandments. It's about following the one who fulfilled the commandments on our behalf. But Jesus wants you to count the cost. Count the cost. John the Baptist said, I'm, I'm not even worthy to untie the laces on his sandals because he's so awesome. But yet Jesus says, come unto me, all those that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Bow your heads and close your eyes with me for a moment. I'm talking to everyone, everyone here, everyone. Because we all qualify. What distractions or possessions or fears and doubts are you worshiping versus Jesus?
Because if you're going to come to Jesus, he wants you to lay it down. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And then come to him. He will adopt you. He will, he will clean you. He will make you holy. He will clothe you with his righteousness. He will seal you unto the day of redemption. He will make you right before God. He'll call you by your name. Man, he'll, he'll knock on your door every single day and call out your name. And he'll bring the groceries with him. He'll go to Jules. And he'll get the groceries and he'll cook for you and sit down and talk to you face to face. But it's just got to be you and him in the room. Do you have any Christian idols? I know I had some. So I want to pray. I want to pray for you. But I don't know if you mean business with me when I pray if you don't stand. So I'd like to know if you'd like to pray with me for the next few moments to ask Jesus, Lord, will you help me get rid of all of this stuff? I got to get rid of it. And I'm not talking about cars, bikes, and houses. I'm talking about addictions. Food, fear, frustrations, anxiety, anger, all that stuff, that's a distraction. Because you can't worship him in spirit and in truth if you're still holding on to a false god. So I'm going to count to three. If you'd like me to pray with you and you with me, I need to know that you mean business. So when you stand, he's like, Pastor Danny, man, come on. Yeah, I'm with you. Pray with me. One, two, three. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. Man, that takes guts. It takes courage. It takes a lot of courage for you to stand up and say, I, I got Pastor Daddy, I got, I got, I got stuff. I worked hard for this stuff. Even though I don't like it, I got stuff. And I need help to let it go. I wonder if I should, I don't know if I should have an altar call because, man, this thing would be jam-packed. We're practically all standing, so lift up both of your hands with me. Come on, way up, way up, way up, way up, way up. This is, this is serious stuff. This is serious. Way up. Call upon the name of the Lord. What name? What name? Hmm, let me see. Savior. Mm-hmm, I like that one. Healer. I'll call on that one. Deliverer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sanctifier. Okay, okay. I need that one. Lover of my soul. I'll take that one. High priest. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. My resurrection in life. I'll call on that name. Yep, yep, yep. That one, that one works for me. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Mm. 
Hallelujah. Ooh, wow. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, mm. Mm. Oh, Jesus. From one side to the other, it's like a wave. Like a wave. He's healing. He's healing you. Hey. Jesus. So, yeah. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Heal our broken hearts right now. Lay our lives down before you. You, you, you. Oh, come on, pray with me, Jesus. Come on, I can't hear you, Jesus. I need you. I'm broken. I need you to heal me. I'm scared. I need you to love me. I've sinned. I need you to forgive me. I'm lost. I need you to find me. I lay it all down. Come on, right now, right now, right now. I lay it all down. What is it? What is it? Lay it down. What is it? Oh. What is it? Fear? Pain? Hurt? Lay it down. Come on, say it. Lord, I lay it down. One more time. Lord, I lay it down. Come on, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. I let it go. Let it go. Come on, right now. Ooh. Hallelujah. Mm. Father, I ask that you heal us. Oh, Lord, so many of us are broken. We will not turn away from you. There's nothing to go back to. <laughs> nothing to go back to. It's not worth it, Jesus. We ain't going back. Come on, say that with me. I ain't going back. Come on, one more time. I ain't going back. Lord God, see, Lord, we said it. I'm going to you. We are going to you. The healer, the crucified savior, and the resurrection and the life. You, in the name of Jesus, give the Lord a praise for the next few moments. Go ahead.